0: Okay, friends, we're just going to to go ahead and get it out of the way. This week's scripture is a bit of a weird one, right? For a whole variety of reasons, this scripture is strange. There is a lot happening in it. There are two completely different stories about two completely different people. There are disciples and Jesus and a sick little girl and a desperate mother and a foreign territory. I don't even think we've heard of yet. This scripture today is action-packed. And there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of things happening. There's a lot to understand. And I just want to go ahead and get out of the way because you're probably all thinking it, that this scripture is the one where Jesus calls a woman a dog. And as people, we don't know what to do with that. Christians, we like clutch our pearls and gasp at Jesus when he does this. How could Jesus do that? This Jesus that so many of us love is nurturing and good and he dotes on us. He's gentle Jesus. He doesn't call the mom of sick children a dog. That doesn't fit into so many of our pictures of him. And for those of us who maybe aren't sure about this Jesus guy, this certainly isn't convincing that he's someone we want to be involved with. Often, I think we just like don't know what to do with this story about Jesus and this little girl and this mother. So we gloss over it in the church right? Rather than struggling with it and trying to reconcile it and to have our image of Jesus challenged or affirmed, we just like move on. So today I really want to sit in this scripture for a while. I want to sit in the first half of what we read specifically. Not that the second story isn't important, not that this man's experience of healing isn't important or worth exploring, but today I really wanna focus on the story of this woman, this unnamed mother and her child, their interaction with Jesus, which is so troubling to so many of us. I want to unpack it for us to understand it and to try to make sense of it. And I think the best place to start with that work is at the beginning. At the beginning of Mark chapter seven, before we got to what we read today, to really understand what's happening, we have to understand what Jesus is doing before he meets this woman. He's been doing his Jesus thing of teaching and preaching and traveling around and the pharisees the religious leaders they really are not digging what jesus has to say and that's not anything new throughout scripture we see them not really agree with what jesus has to say but the problem is at the beginning of chapter 7 Jesus has been telling people it's okay if they eat food that Jewish law says is unclean. Jesus is giving people permission to violate the law. And he tells people it's not what goes in your mouth that defiles it, but what comes out of it. And the Pharisees are not okay with Jesus spreading this word. They're feeling really angry about it. Their job is to protect the law. And they're feeling self-righteous. Because they're religious people who know the law better than anyone. And Jesus and these other people are just not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Jesus is wrong. And his disciples are wrong. But the Pharisees, they they view themselves as right. Jesus tells his disciples during this interaction at the beginning of Mark 7, that it's your heart that makes you pure. It's not what you eat. It's what you think. Your appearance doesn't make you holy. Your soul does. The disciples, God bless them, they don't really know what to do with this. They have a hard time following Jesus' words. And he's like, guys, why aren't you getting this? I keep telling you the same things over and over. It's about your heart and your attentions. It's about loving others and doing good. Why don't you understand my message here? And following all of these events, which I just gave you like the Cliff Notes version of, <laughs> Jesus and his disciples make him way into Tyre and in Sidon, and they meet this woman who's a Canaanite. We, in scripture, identify her as a Syrophoenician. That's basically a Canaanite, just so you know. Canaanite's easier to say. And she comes screaming to Jesus to have mercy on her because her daughter is being tormented by a demon. Her daughter is sick. Her daughter is ostracized. She needs Jesus. And the thing about this is, Canaanites and Israelites, Canaanites and Jews aren't close friends. They're people who've waged war against each other. Canaanites worship other gods. By Jewish standards, this woman's unclean. She doesn't eat the things she should. She doesn't practice the right rituals. She's impure. She is who the Pharisees were preaching against. She's who they were telling Jesus is not okay. She is not a child of Israel. And most importantly, she is being heavily disruptive. She is occupying a lot of space. She's being loud and obnoxious and she's making a scene. And that's not, in this time, a woman's place. So the disciples, they don't like her. They don't respond well to her. They want her gone. And we know that not just from Mark's account, but from other accounts of this woman in the gospel. They want her gone because she isn't one of them. She's a different race. She's a different religion. She doesn't deserve Jesus' time or theirs. And suddenly, it's not just the Pharisees. It's the disciples trapped in this way of thinking. And suddenly, the disciples have become like the Pharisees right after Jesus has had this whole conversation with them about the only thing that matters is being pure of heart. And Jesus, I think, he knows it. I think he catches a whiff of the self-righteousness of the disciples and sometimes what makes the scripture really hard is he calls this woman a dog and we think jesus is being a jerk or we think jesus is caught up in his human side or we think jesus is just wrong the scripture often gets preached as jesus being taught a lesson by this woman as jesus having his eyes opened and i want to really challenge that because I don't know if that's what's happening here. What if Jesus isn't learning a lesson? What if Jesus is playing into the disciples' belief? What if he does what he does? He calls this woman a dog to make a point, Jesus answers her cry for mercy, saying, it's not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. And as far as the disciples or the Pharisees are concerned, mercy and healing, it's only for those of those who are worthy. It's only for certain people. It's only for Israelites. It's only for... Men, It's only for well-educated religious people. It's not for this woman. And what I love about this scripture is this woman's response. Because she hits Jesus back with some sass. She doesn't argue with him. She doesn't tell him he's wrong. She doesn't break down. She tells him she knows. She tells him she knows she is a dog. She knows how the world sees her. She knows how the Pharisees see her. She knows how the disciples are seeing her in this moment. She owns who she is. And she says, you know what? I am a dog. I am wholly unworthy of grace and mercy and healing. She owns that she knows she doesn't deserve those things, that they aren't for her to demand. She owns the fact that she is a desperately fierce mother who has heard this guy, this Jesus man, can heal people, and so here she is. A Canaanite woman approaching a Jewish man loudly and obnoxiously and disruptively begging for her daughter. Here she is a dog with the purest of intentions, asking Jesus to bring forth healing. And so she says to Jesus, Lord, let even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the table of their master's. While everyone else in Jesus's world and everyone else in the scripture in Mark has declared themselves righteous and deserving of a seat at the table. While the Pharisees are looking at Jesus and saying, all these people are wrong and unworthy. And the disciples are looking at this woman and her daughter and saying, "Woo, y'all are unworthy. This woman doesn't do that. She throws herself at Jesus And she says, I am unworthy and I know, I know who I am to the world, and I'm still here. Hoping you might throw me some crumbs and a bit of grace. Hoping for just a taste of this good food. Not even asking for a seat at the table, but just to have a little something whatever has been left over from you feeding everyone else. Much to everyone's surprise, I'm sure, Jesus responds to this woman by saying, great is your faith and let it be done as you wish. And her daughter is healed. The thing about this story is we get caught up on Jesus calling this woman a dog. Right, The audacity of it all. The scandal of it all. We get hung up on the way he speaks to her. And truthfully, when we look at what happens, I don't think that's actually how Jesus feels about her. I think Jesus is just making a point. As I said, I think he's naming out loud what the disciples and the Pharisees feel. He's naming to this woman what the world thinks about her to make a point. Because it certainly catches the attention of those who are around him. He wants us to know that the Canaanite woman gets in the way. And he wants the disciples to know that while they keep missing the point, she's got it. She gets that grace and healing and mercy are for the dogs. Faith is for the dogs. Jesus, he came for them. Sure, grace and healing and mercy and all those things are for righteous people who naturally have a seat at the table. Sure, grace and healing and mercy is for Pharisees and the disciples, but more than anyone, It's for the dogs. Jesus is for those who are unclean and impure and disruptive. And in this moment, he calls her a dog and he makes an example of her to try to get through to the disciples, to try to help them to understand what he's all about. Jesus is for those who don't have a seat at the table. He comes for this woman. He comes for those who are begging for crumbs. Not those who have a plethora to eat. That is who Jesus is. And we we as people have to be careful when we find ourselves acting like the disciples and the Pharisees. We have to be careful when we find ourselves questioning who's worthy of eating, who's worthy of Jesus' table, who's got the qualifications. Because Jesus, he's impressed not by the Pharisees and their qualifications, not by the disciples. He's impressed by this woman who owns who she is who owns how the world sees her, and who desperately longs for Jesus. Jesus comes not for the Pharisee, though he offers them grace. He comes not for the faithful disciple, though he offers them grace. Jesus, really? Really, he's for the outcast. He's for the oppressed. He's for the foreigner. He's for the ostracized and the broken and the sick. He's for the desperate mother. He's for those who are pure in heart, who know they're unworthy, who know they are unclean, who know that they have just screwed up beyond belief. but they sit down before him and beg for an ounce of grace and then jesus because that's who he's for he gives them everything he has a whole feast a place at his table if you friends are like the woman in this story if you if you're labeled a dog by the world, if you think the world looks at you and sees you as nothing, then the good news is that Jesus is for you, that Jesus exalts you, that he welcomes your desperation for him. You are beloved a beloved beloved dog and there's no shame in being that and then friends if you find yourself like the disciples in this story looking around and annoyed by the attention jesus gives others if you look around and think "Mm, that person isn't worthy This story is for you too, but in a different way. It's for you to know that Jesus loves dogs, that his grace isn't just for you, but it's for the people that you look around and have zero intention of making room for at the table. And that's good news, friends. Amen.